called us to be moms, he added another layer of purpose into our lives. So let's dive deeper into the role that God has called us to be. Relax, grab some tea, hey, and chat postpartum to help you um, find peace and purpose in your mommyhood. We are here for you, sis, and we understand. So um, as y'all have heard, we announced that we are officially launching our prayer journal on June the 22nd. Okay, so it's like a month out. So um, y'all be waiting to hear, like, see some more content and have some more things. Um, I'm going to be asking a question this week, so please make sure you go to our Instagram. Um, I just want to get you guys feedback on one last detail of the prayer journal. But, um, yeah, I'm super excited. I hope you all are, too. We got some great feedback um, when we uh, made our announcement. So I just thank you, ladies, um, for all of your support and everything. So we're going to get right into it. As you guys have probably already heard um, through our um, through um, us already kind of putting the word out there, we have two great guests um, from another podcast, the Going Not Too Deep podcast, and they are here to talk about two subjects that I feel like um, need to be talked about. It's Jesus, okay, faith, as well as sex within marriage. And I remember at my first event that I had um, last April. And one of the topics that I had asked at the end of the event was what are some things that you ladies would like to hear or, um, you know, have more conversation about. And a lot of the women said body confidence, as well as getting that fire back into your relationship after you have a baby, because we, I'm sure we all know as moms that after you have the baby, we just concentrate on the baby. We concentrate on just to pouring into them, making sure they're good, they're healthy, they're growing, they're learning all these things. And sometimes our, or most of the time, our relationships can go on the back burner. So I'm super excited to have these two ladies come on. Their names are Ash and Treese. Ladies, say hi real quick. Hello. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do their bios real quick, and then, guys, we're going to get right into the conversation. So Ash and Treese are the dynamic co-hosts of the Going Not Too Deep podcast, both from Detroit, Michigan. They knew each other as kids, but didn't become friends until God divinely connected them when they both used to, excuse me, moved to Houston, Texas. They immediately connected over conversations about sex, although they both have vastly different sex stories. We're going to get into that. Treese was your good girl growing up and has always known she was called to non-traditional women's ministry. Her passion and purpose is to see women become whole, spiritual, soul, and body through the transformation of love in Jesus Christ. By day, Latrice works in the oil and gas industry as an optimization coordinator. Get it, girl. And by night, she is the co-host <laughs> on the Going Not Too Deep podcast. She now has, she, sorry, she now is a huge advocate for women taking ownership of their sexuality and not separating it from their spirituality. Okay? That was just one bio. Okay? This is getting good. Okay? So, Ash <laughs> has always been known as the freaky friend. Come on. We all know that friend. She's always been curious about sex and has a high desire for it. She also grew up in church, but always thought she had to choose between God and sex and often chose sex. After rededicating her life to Christ in college and starting her career in digital marketing consulting, she found her true passion and wellness, being healthy physically and mentally. However, it wasn't until later that she found her true freedom and realizing that God made no mistakes in how he made us, freaky side and all. So marriages and babies later, God told them to begin sharing their own conversations about sex on a larger scale with the goal of taking sex back for the kingdom. Thus, the going Not Too Deep podcast was birthed. Y'all, 
if y'all can't tell from these bios, it's already going to be good, okay? <laughs> We're all getting <laughs> transparent in the bios already. Okay, ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. So I'm super excited to have these ladies on. So as we heard from y'all's bio, um, y'all, it's stated in that y'all have very different sex stories. And so um, I, I don't know if I really shared my sex story on here. But I don't know if that's something that like, <laughs> I thought about. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll save it for when you come on ours. How about that? Okay. Oh, hey, yeah, there we go. Okay, well, y'all go ahead and wait on that then. But um, <laughs> but I, I really did enjoy y'all's bios. Um, just kind of giving your a little bit of your background, how you grew up. Um, especially with sex and being in the church you know most of the time we always just hear like just don't have sex like that's how you raise you don't Mm -hmm. have sex and that's it and Mm -hmm. honestly for some people I guess depending on the person that's enough and they can just they're like scared of sex you know and then some Mm -hmm. people um probably like Ash like (laughs) me like your girl they become more curious more interested in that world and so it's kind of like you have to have more of a conversation you know with your kids and whatnot about what sex really is um and what it's really meant for because I can definitely say as a married woman I understand now like what the bible means by you know saving yourself until marriage to only have like just mm-hmm. that connection between you and your spouse to like only have that connection. And it's like, child, like it really does make a difference in thinking of it in <laughs> yeah. like the whole aspect. As a kid, you don't know, but at the same time, I don't think that it's explained. <laughs> no, exactly. Not at all. It's not, exactly. it's not really explained. So, and I know this isn't a question, but like, what is something that, because uh, there's probably some moms listening on here that have older children. So, like, what is something, maybe a way that you think is maybe a better way to explain, like, just sex to your children nowadays? Because, and this is the thing, too. We have internet. We got phones. We have Instagram. Like, our kids are probably already exposed where we have that conversation with them. Right. Yep. Like, you yep. know, like, they already just like, oh, yeah, mommy, I knew Ben know about that. Excuse me? Excuse- what did you say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I actually had mm-hmm. an old coworker who, like, her daughter, It was, they found this big like illegal like well I guess not illegal but it was like behind school servers so like all the kids were watching porn during school on the school servers in fifth grade in fifth grade and they found out that they've been doing this since like kindergarten and first grade (laughs) so it definitely is like starting younger and younger and I think what I would say starting off is just like normalizing things like from the time they mm-hmm. are even before don't wait until they're too older like my son is two now and I'm like this is your penis like wipe your penis yep. off like okay yep. mom my penis you know like don't yep. be afraid to make the or make them feel ashamed about their bodies at all mm-hmm. I would say like that's the first step and normalize the conversation as well because once you take the shame and stigma out of sex it loses a lot of its power I would say exactly yeah and I would add to that you know can just have the conversation early and often um, because like you said because really when God started talking to us about the podcast one of the things that he um, was sharing with us is just that like the world has taken sex as their own and that because the church isn't talking about it then Christians are forced to go to the world to learn about sex and that's both inside and outside of marriage right um so it's our responsibility as believers to create safe spaces to have the conversation about sex in a way that is in alignment with his purpose and his plan for sex because what you find in the world what you find on the internet is often perverted it's out of context it is not in alignment with God's word or God's will for us and by the church being silent about it or having a very limited narrative about it, then we um, were forcing their, our kids to, to go to the world. So like Ash said, starting young and just making sure that like they feel they feel comfortable talking about things when it comes to their bodies mm-hmm. and then as they get older, they feel comfortable asking the questions of, hey, this, you know, this happened or so-and-so said this at school. What does this mean? And when they come and ask you the questions, responding in a way 
that does not um, make it, you know, overhype it to where you're like, who told you that? Why they say that? What? What? Don't worry about that. No. Answer the question. Right. Because you need to make it so that they feel comfortable coming to you instead of then going to the Internet to try to figure out or to their their fast friend, as you know, the black mamas would say, (laughs) to ask about what's going on. Right. That fast girl over there. Don't you talk to her no more. Right. Right. I remember being younger. I think I was like I don't know I was honestly too old to be asking this question honestly but um, (laughs) I was like mom what's oral sex and she was just like ugh that ugh like what it's just when you ugh put your mouth on us no nasty (laughs) like like, okay Oh All my right. god! Okay, like, question? No, and I didn't know for real. I didn't like. I didn't yeah. know that. Like, didn't tell me nothing. And you saying it's nasty, but the context in which I'm hearing it don't sound too nasty. It don't so. sound too nasty. So, <laughs> you give you an opportunity to like, you know, let me know. But yeah, you definitely do. You gotta watch it. And I think part of that even comes with owning and becoming more comfortable in your own sexuality um I think a lot of times Mm -hmm. yeah like we as women um don't feel comfortable with our sexuality or we only own our sexuality during as Elena says on her uh, Mill Mom podcast during your hot girl phase like that's the only time you really (laughs) own your sexuality of like oh I'm sexy yes I'm out here like this guy want me that guy want me but then as soon as you like actually find that one guy we're told you know I think we said this in one of our episodes that like your sexuality is there supposed to be put on the shelf and on reserve for this one special guy and that's it and it's Mm -hmm. not that it's a Mm -hmm. part of you and I think once you kind of like take that stigma out of it and you embrace your own sexuality as like, yes. no, like I am a sexual person. I've always been a sexual person. Like I feel things like deeply. I get it like turned on quickly. Like I like having sex with my husband and mm-hmm. I like to look flattering. Like I don't compromise myself or my standards, but you know, I am comfortable in my sexuality. And I think once you go on your own journey where you're able to embrace your sexuality and it's not making you uncomfortable to talk about it, think about it, speak about it, even have conversations with your husband. I think a lot of women don't even talk to their husbands about sex. And that's Mm. hard too, because how can you improve something that you don't Mm -hmm. even address or talk about? Um, So I think once you get on your own journey of being able to embrace your sexuality, that's one of those areas where I feel like you'll have fruit in all of the areas of your life. Like think about once you learn financial freedom, you're able to share that with your family and pass that down to your kids. And I think sexual freedom is the same way. Jesus. Come on. I was going to say, come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, look, look, because this is what I needed because just um, as a, a woman, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like I've already said this, and I'm just repeating myself, but you know, after you have your kids, you know, your body is going through a phase. Mm-hmm. And I, I can mm-hmm. say like, after I have, I have two children, after I've had my babies, you know, your stomach is just like, it's like squishy and it's dark. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> It's different. It's weird for like that first couple of months. It just looks weird. Like it looks you're like, I don't know what this is. (laughs) And then you know (laughs) You're like, is it a baby still in there? Did they get everything? I was like, oh Lord, I got another one still in here. (laughs) (laughs) Exact for real though. But like you go through all these things in these phases, and I love what you said because it's so true. Probably back in college. Okay, or at least after high school, towards the end of high school, we was embracing who we were. Okay, mm-hmm. we was wearing the cutoff shorts, we was walking mm-hmm. around, twisting, and everything else. We was like, I am here. Okay, yes. love me and be mm-hmm. attracted to me, everything like that. And I mean, I do think mm-hmm. that as we get older, you know, obviously our style and like clothes and stuff change, but we still mm-hmm. have a way of feeling good about ourselves and confident about ourselves without having to show so much or do so much, but it's more internal. I think it's focusing as you lay it's more on the internal. So I kind of want to just go into shift towards like the body confidence real quick. So 
after you had your kids or maybe even after you've just been in your relationship and you ladies maybe can tell a little bit more of your story at this point but um because I know sometimes for some people it's just like being in a relationship and you gain that weight (laughs) that relationship weight and you just that happy weight weight. exactly (laughs) you gain that weight and you like child like this is not what I look like in my wedding photo this is not what I look like before I had a baby because we all trying to get to that pre-baby body and I'm sorry maybe after first baby is possible after two babies for me no <laughs> look even after the first yeah, yeah, for it's not gonna be the same and I look I don't know what it is and I don't know if y'all can attest to this but I my little boy I snapped back you know I had a couple of stretch marks but I was good my little girl just just oh I heard you say that. So I was listening to one of your episodes and I heard you say that. And I had that same experience. Thank you. (laughs) After my son, I lost the weight within six months. And like, I was, I still kept on like the last, yeah, I still kept on like the last like 10 ish pounds, but it wasn't, it wasn't bad or anything. It was like, it was, it looked good on me. Like, I was still able to fit back into like a size six or something at the time. Everything. Um, after that, of course, in that exact moment, once I hit my goal, I got pregnant again, like pretty much on site. And, um, (laughs) and after my daughter, I'm still trying to get, I'm just trying to get to where I was after him. Like not even before I had the baby, like after him. So I don't know. Well, I only have a girl. I only have one. I only have a girl and I held on to the weight. I was definitely not no six months. Like when people say that like, oh yeah, like, you know, you're like three months, like it all just falls off. Like, no, I held on to it for the good six months. And then, I mean, I was breastfeeding for, I breastfed for a year. So after the six months, it started to fall off some. Yes. (laughs) Um, But it was, I held on, like held on, held on, like with, for dear life like, I'm looking now. at pictures like woo I was thicker than the Snickers like <laughs> I was I, w- I was throwing away clothes like I'm never gonna be able to fit in these again no. that's really how I felt yeah. I, so. I still got this section in the back of my closet a size two so I'm like Ashley now even if you do lose this way you know good and well them hips and them boobs done been unstretched but you know, it, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, after I had lost some of that weight from gym, I tried to put on some pants, and I said, well, I'll just go ahead and throw these. My hips done spread. You can't lose hips. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They ain't going back. Say that. So how did y'all change mentally to get in that, like, to get into a healthy space of accepting your body or maybe even get into a space where you said, hey, I don't, I'm not comfortable with my body. Let me do something to change it. Cause I'm sure, and I'm in that phase now, right? Cause I wasn't feeling good about my body. I wasn't feeling good about me and my husband's sex life and just everything. Um, I didn't, this is just my opinion. He probably has a whole different one, but you know, I just, I just wasn't feeling, and I realized <laughs> it was my confidence and how I felt that I looked, you know? So I just real, and, but you know, I can't just go to the gym. I can't just go walk around. I'm, I'm a working mom. I got to go pick up the kids. I got to go over here. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had, I mean, I had to start doing some things for, for me, but I just want to ask you guys, um, how would you moms like kind of tell our mom friends here on the podcast, maybe just your stories on accepting your body after the baby and just building that body confidence back up? You can go first. I was going to let you kick it off. Cause I don't know if I can take <laughs> right. off on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I have always been pretty small, um, and so is my mom. So you know, I always just kind of assumed that like my whole life I was going to be small. So when with my daughter, I didn't gain much weight. Um, I think I gained like twenty eight pounds total. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I had her, she, you know, the. I was like, oh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you breastfeed, you lose so much weight, you lose it all so quickly, like, and, you know, all that jazz, and I was just like, all right, so we kept waiting, you know, I was like, all right, one month, whatever, (laughs) two months, (laughs) whatever, still can't have sex right now anyway, so (laughs) it's all good, (laughs) I still figuring out where I'm at anyway, three months, I was like, oh, it's still here, (laughs) like, mm hasn't gone anywhere all right let me start walking let me like start being more active again and eating better still stayed on like I said held on to that weight for um, a good six months but really 
where I would say that my my confidence came in. So I um a part of my sex story um in marriage is that I was, you know, quintessential church girl and most of what I heard growing up about sex is sex is for marriage obviously mm-hmm. and you know uh, some like a, a lot of varying narratives around sex is for your husband like he needs it it's all about him you just the need to get a man sex Yay. like yeah so um when I came into marriage um I was like okay well I'm gonna get my man sex like sex is for him he needs it he wants it like I'm gonna give it to him I didn't have any issues with it like it wasn't like it was a burden for me in any way mm-hmm. But I wasn't really enjoying it. Like, uh, I I couldn't say that I was like, oh, yeah, this is the best thing ever. Like, I want it all the time. Like, definitely did not have a high drive. Um, So it wasn't until after I had my baby when I was like, I want to enjoy sex. (laughs) Like, I, and it was kind of the perfect storm and definitely all God ordained to where um, we talk about the love hour, which is another podcast a lot on our podcast because um, they have a, a bunch of series actually in which they talk about sex, like every February they dedicate the month to sex and just listening to that and just hearing like all these stories and like sexologists, which I didn't even know sexologists existed, right. sex therapists, like all of that had no idea that these things were even a thing. And like just hearing them talk about like sex is for you too, basically like take ownership of your sexuality yeah. was the the overarching message. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right, exactly. Um, So, like I said, it was kind of a perfect storm because after having my baby, obviously my body was definitely not the same, but you know, my husband, I could tell he still desired me. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I did do was go purchase some lingerie that fit my new body because all my lingerie was that wedding lingerie where my body was like the best that it's ever been and probably won't look like that again. So I was like, all right, let me get some lingerie for this new body. So, um, and I got the cheap stuff. We talk about Shein for cheap lingerie all the time on our podcast. I went and got me some cheap lingerie off of Shein, but it was cute. It fit me well. Like, (laughs) it fit me. It was like a a little $7 piece, but like, it was this little burgundy piece. I will never forget. Like, I still have it because it was so cute. And like, it was just perfect because it it made me feel good. It fit like my, my new body well. And I was just like, all right, like we about to do this. So I took it as an opportunity for me to, um, because the thing is, when, when you realize, like, when you take ownership over your sexuality and you start initiating more, then, like, he's like, whoa, like, oh, okay, like, are we about to do this? Like, he's more into it, then you're more into it, and then y'all just get more into it together. So I would say that, like, the confidence part really just came from me saying, all right, I'm taking ownership over my sexuality. I want to enjoy this. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, like, he obviously understands that I just had a baby. Like, he ain't looking at me crazy. It's only been a few months, right? So he, I'm going to take ownership over my sexuality and make sure that I'm enjoying it. Because I also know when I enjoy it, he's going to enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. So, um, and after having a baby, I feel like it's the perfect time to start your sexual exploration journey because you got to get creative anyway. Like all your timings off. (laughs) Me me and my husband literally had, and I'm sorry, just to like jump in. You're good. Last night, the one kid was back there with his grandparents. The other kid was sleep on the couch and we were like, okay, so we got like time. Perfect time. <laughs> do, we, mm-hmm. do we go? Yep. Like, what are we going to do with her? I'm like, leave her on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Like, what Put some pillows on the floor. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I, yep. loved, I loved what you said in the sense, first off, I'm going to put the link for Shein in here because I totally just went on their website yes. while we were talking. I was like, $7. <laughs> $8. I'm saying it's cheap. So even if, you know, you only wear it once or twice, it's cheap. So. <laughs> I, I can do this. But um, I, I love what you said just really because, okay. So and I love what you said too because, yes, I do think that sex sometimes um, like men do desire. I was listening to uh, Michael's Todd's like the first part of the relationship series, mm-hmm. and in one mm-hmm. of the um one of the episodes, um, him and his wife did a 
panel, well, him and his wife, I'm um, kind of answer some questions. And one of them they said, one of the things they said in a marriage that a man need is sex. And I do think that that's mm-hmm. um, true, but I love how you kind of mm-hmm. piggyback that and said that, yeah, like a man needs sex, but like, we have to be sure that it's desirable and it's enjoyable for us as well. And I like, exactly. <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but on one of y'all's episodes, y'all were like, the clitoris is only made for one thing. Okay. One <laughs> right. One purpose. God desires that you get yours too, sis. Exactly. Okay. And I make no mistake about yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> and I can definitely say a part of my sex story is just that, is that sex is just for a man that it's not supposed to be, not that it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be enjoyable for a woman, but that, it's just always that prefix. It's like sex is for a man and that's it. But definitely as as we get older and, and maybe for whoever is listening to this, like sex is desirable for a woman as well. And to me, this is that time where like you do get a little bit more playful in the bedroom. You say, hey, babe, do you, mm-hmm. maybe you want to try this? Maybe try doing, you know, ABC circles or, you know, something. Yes. <laughs> yeah. something <laughs> try someplace yeah. new something a else. new location yes. yes and then like you exactly mm-hmm. and actually like you said you have to be more creative if you have these kids okay like yeah yep. yes. i know one of my friends she was like girl we go to the garage in the car <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but we don't have a garage but <laughs> but i was like okay girl go ahead with the garage so yes okay all right Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, that so I, I'll hand it over to Ash now because that is the majority of my. I, I will say, like you know, after having a baby, great time to explore sexually. Um, and again, like so during pregnancy, I will. So just kind of like a little another little science thing during sex, pregnancy, you know, you have more blood flow going down there, so like typically sex feels better. And like I remember people telling me, like, oh, pregnant sex is the best sex. Wow. Like, oh, it's just like it's so different like oh so I was just like okay like I'm supposed to be having this great sex like okay all right so like that was uh, like in my honestly like I mean I I will say it was better than like my first year Mm -hmm. because again my first year I just I didn't really there's a lot of things going on I'm not gonna get into all the details but um, there's a lot of things going on like physically with me as well so once um after that I was like all right like great sex is something that like is for me so um yeah well take ownership over it yeah exactly it exists and it is for you too sis so just want to reiterate that point like take ownership over your sexuality and that gives you confidence as well because you're like okay like I can be sexy and I can enjoy sex like so you know I, I will say another thing that I added on um or started trying like this was after having a baby too was just like okay how can I be more mindful during sex I can talk like we can talk during sex like and I actually came across a uh, (laughs) 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 see but this is the thing like as a church girl right like all you're really taught like all the things that like the world talks about sex are dirty right so you don't feel like you can bring them into the bedroom like talking dirty or whatever and like you don't have to be vulgar or like you know cuss or anything (laughs) like that but like it's okay to talk dirty during sex like there and it helps you stay present in it like especially I mean we we talk about it a lot but like your mind goes all over. as a woman your mind can go anywhere during sex like (laughs) you think about all types of things yes so to help you stay present because part of you being able to enjoy sex is staying present in the moment because our by our minds and our bodies as women are so connected we have to make sure that we are, are are staying present and being mindful of what we're doing and being in the moment while we're having sex and talking, talking dirty is okay. And that will help you do that. And women um, are more so yeah. about what we hear anyway. So like mm. you seeing that, like talking out loud, it turns you on to hear yourself and to hear him. I'd be like, talk to me. Yes. I need you to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And it'd be funny. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, oh, uh. <laughs> right, right. Like that dot 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 on the text message, like, oh, give me right. <laughs> exactly. Well, go ahead, Ash. Go ahead and respond. Yes, go ahead. Oh Ash. no, I was just gonna say, like, I've I struggle with body image issues like pretty much my whole life. I've just I've always been body conscious, I would say. Um 
And I think it still is a work in progress. But I think one of the things that has helped me, though, is at least to, like, appreciate the journey that your body has taken you on and showing gratitude for it in this current space. Mm -hmm. Because your body Mm -hmm. is different, not from, like, just whatever but realizing that your body's gotten you through this your body has brought life into this world and there's a lot of women who want that privilege and we've experienced it like your stretch Mm -hmm. marks are your battle scars for what your body went through and it's just like that realization that like wow this is really the same body this is the same body that learned how to walk at nine months and the same body that used to be a cheerleader and the same body that you know did yoga or ran track or did all these amazing things also carried life to full term and birthed this baby however that baby got here whether your pregnancy Mm -hmm. was you know full term or you went into early labor preterm whether you're on bed rest whether you worked until the day you went into labor whatever it is your body got you through this and it got you to this point and it's the only one Mm -hmm. you gonna get like you're not getting another body Mm -hmm. so it's like you Mm -hmm. can spend your entire (laughs) life like upset about it resenting it or if you can't change your situation change your perspective about it so it's just being more grateful Mm -hmm. to your body like you know what my body is dope like you know it did this it did this like you know and I can't compare my body to how it looks today after it's been through this this the everybody knows like pregnancy labor all of that like that is a whole life-changing experience Mm -hmm. like exactly (laughs) and like there is no comparison to what your body did before that to after that so it's really not fair to compare yourself before and after because your body didn't do something so like literally life-giving and life-changing as it did bringing life into this world so you know just like hey this is the same body but it's changed because it's went through some things let me show gratitude to it you know like it got me through it yeah so that's actually I mean it's a daily thing I mean yeah we did a challenge um on our podcast a couple weeks ago of just like every day thank one part of your body, like show gratitude to just one part of your body. And even just Mm -hmm. in that, it like, it does, it starts making you feel more confident. Like I started off with my belly. I think Trish, you said you did your hips, right? Like it was Mm -hmm. each part of your body. You can find something even, and it's not saying that, Oh, this is my favorite part of my body, but it's just thanking your body. Like, thank you like thank mm-hmm. you legs yeah. like you haven't okay. given out on me I'm still walking around <laughs> after all of this time mm-hmm. you know and just grateful that you're here so I think that that's one of the things that kind of helps me and then to your point too Allison is like you know what you don't like and you have I also got to a point where I got tired of talking bad about myself um yeah. I felt like that's what I recently mentioned to Trace on our podcast the other episode. It's just like, I feel like Holy Spirit's been taking me on this, like, aren't you tired journey? And I feel like my whole life, I've just always talked negatively about my body. And I mean, part of it was learned behavior. Um, but mm-hmm. the other part is just like, I, I got tired of it. Like, I'm tired of talking about I feel so fat or I look this or I look that. I'm tired of talking about the problem and like not doing anything towards the solution. So even if my solution is just to like make small modifications or to just do something active, like take a walk around the block or whatever, like, mm-hmm. again, either if you either change the situation and circumstance or change your perspective about it. So I feel like that's really where I've been on my body journey lately, where I've kind of done both. I've changed my perspective and then I started changing my eating habits and it does. It requires a lot more time, a lot more thought, a lot more effort. I've been trying to work out like every day, every other day that requires complete shifts in how I do my day and my schedule. Um, I've had Mm -hmm. opportunity costs, like some things I haven't been able to do some some nights I haven't been able to get as much sleep some things I had had to let go but it's like prioritizing what matters and to me right now like taking care of my body getting my confidence back getting back to my passions of like yoga and exercise and working out and nutrition and wellness like 
those are passions for me. And I, to me, like I choose me, I choose me over this job. I choose me over all this other stuff going on. Like, and if I do that, like I'm, I'm going to do something about it. So every time, you know, we talked about this on our last episode, like every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So, you know, just whether that be food, exercise, whatever. So whatever it is that you want to change, like making that decision, like, you know what, I'm going to say no to talking bad about my body and say yes to making some positive changes and realize that it will take adjustments. But if you really want it bad enough, when you really get to the point where you're tired of it, you will you'll make it and even if it's a small change you, like yeah. being you know generous with yourself giving yourself grace <laughs> like Rome wasn't yeah. built overnight and again having a realistic perspective I'm never gonna be a size to 125 pounds again like it's just never gonna happen but what I can do is be my best fit self I can like turn this into muscle and you know make my body you know? feel good and it's just it's yeah. about you feeling good within your body not trying to live up to some standard of you know the world's instagram models of what you should look like and i think that's yeah. another thing is just guarding your heart against that in comparison like that's something that i know that i struggle mm-hmm. with a lot is like looking at others and comparing myself and there is no comparison sis there is no comparison yeah. like you are unique yeah. and made in the image of god there is only one you and your body tells your story of the journey that you have been on and just like realizing that appreciating that and just continuing that journey like wanting wanting to better yourself for you and to invest in what God sees worthy as investing not just to look like somebody else so I think yeah. that's my thing. and I want to I want to reiterate that point about giving yourself grace um Ash and I both breastfed for a year with our babies and um yay yay um and I mean I'm sure you talk about it on your podcast breastfeeding is not easy and and like uh just having to stand up for yourself in breastfeeding is a whole nother topic I had a whole with my mind I had a whole thing because there was a doctor there who had who was breastfeeding and she would go to the bathroom and do it and I told her, I'm not breastfeeding in the bathroom. Mm. That, uh, like, that's a cuss exactly. word around here. <laughs> right. Don't tell me to go in the bathroom. Do you want to eat your food in the bathroom? I heard y'all say, no. I was like, somebody understands me. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I had to stand my ground. I'm like, it stinks. And I'm you're asking me to prepare my kids' food. That's exactly what I said. Prepare my kids' food right. in the bathroom. So luckily, there was a whole bunch of women on the staff. They let me come into the manager's office and I could pump and I was cool. Like it all worked out. But like, I was like, I mean, I can just go to the car. Like, I mean, but I'm not going to right. the bathroom. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to that's the thing though, is that like, there's so much mentally as well as physically that goes along with breastfeeding. Yeah. So I just wanted to reiterate the point of give yourself grace. Right. Like we both have picked up really, in like trying to better ourselves physically after we stop breastfeeding (laughs) like it's just it's that it's that that year like you're gonna put undue stress on yourself by trying to get back to some ideal body during that time when like your body is just it's trying to create food for your baby in whatever way necessary um if that like you hold on to the extra weight because you need Mm -hmm. it your body needs that extraness so that it's fat reserve stored up so that you can make the milk so um yep even against that like don't fight what god giving you on purpose like he ain't make no mistake right Another reason to show gratitude to your body, exactly, to know that, like, and that is a beautiful thing about breastfeeding. If that doesn't give you a reason to show gratitude to your body, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. Literally, the way that, like, your milk changes to as your baby grows to make sure they're getting the proper, yeah, yeah, the the proper nutrients as they're growing. Yeah, when they're sick, your breast milk changes colors. Like, my husband was so amazed by that. (laughs) He was like, it's green. I was like, yes, yeah, because she's sick. It changes colors when she's sick. Yeah, like, yeah, like, that when the baby is sick, yo, like that is 
so yes fire like god made our body exactly as women the most amazing impressive thing on this earth like i can't really mm-hmm. creation wasn't finished until he created I, us y'all we yeah. are the crown of all creation he didn't say that it was all good until we were created so <laughs> we have a lot to show gratitude for like yes i'm just saying okay if y'all don't love these ladies already <laughs> <laughs> this, this is just this is so good to me because I love what you were saying Ash about even like if you don't like something like start making little things to change it and um I would purposely I know after I had Joseph I would purposely walk around my house with just my bra and underwear on so I would get sick of looking at my body and want to change it so it was mm. kind of like a reverse psychology on myself yeah. but I did I started mm. working out I started eating better my yeah. my husband and my family started eating better it changed I think now I got pregnant again and like this girl mm. I ate everything in the world but <laughs> that's not the point I, but I, I recently girl I ate everything <laughs> um but even uh, even now and, and my daughter will be two in September I'm just now getting to a place now where I'm like okay some things I'm kind of tired of this pooch. I'm ready to change some things. Like, and I'm I'm doing what I need to now. I'm just saying, if y'all need, ever need a detox tea, this detox tea got my life together. Anywho, but um, <laughs> but it's but but, and, and point it, too, because like I'm yeah. not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry, but yet no, like definitely you have to get there. Like you do, yeah. You have to get to that yes. place where yes, you're yes, ready yes. to make those moves. Yes, like sometimes your only thing you can focus on is surviving. And, like, just to get, like, even more transparent, like, I really, really struggle when I'm PMSing. Like, when I'm PMSing, like, I literally, sure. I fight depression, I fight anxiety, like, it's it's mm. bad. And so, mm-hmm. last week was my PMS week, and no, I didn't work out every day. For the past three weeks before that, yes, I worked out every single day, except Mother's Day and, like, one other, but last week, no. Why? Because I was just trying to survive. I was just trying to, like fight my mental like make myself happy like not be snapping at people not be a grouch not be thinking bad thoughts like I was literally just trying to survive so definitely too because like Tree said we're all about giving yourself grace like God gives Mm -hmm. you grace so who are you not to give yourself grace like so I definitely just want to make sure we stress that point too because like you got a lot of people telling you to do better but you got to make sure that you are better first you know before you can like do better I think that's yeah. Really- yeah, that's good. And I like that too, because um, that was going to be my next question. And how did you bring God into your healing um, and getting your body confidence or even just, you know, getting your, your sexy back in your relationship? And I love how you guys are talking about the first off is just grace, right? God gives us grace. We have mm-hmm. to give ourselves grace um, in the healing process after we have our kid, maybe even the healing process of sometimes being married because sometimes let's just be honest sometimes Mm -hmm. our our sexual um activities and experiences can happen because we've been hurt by the other person Mm -hmm. or because of of an argument or a disagreement whatever has happened but we have to give grace to each other you're building a relationship in a new space it's a new time in your lives things happen you're always around each other you're you know you you have to figure each 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 other out and so um, I do just love just that point of grace. And I think it's so important. I think it's something that we hear a lot, but it's something that we really have to focus on for ourselves, for ourselves, in order for us right. to be good, for, in order for us to do what we need to for our family. Like we just have to be like, like you said, we have to survive first. Maybe, maybe it's not time for you to focus on your physical. Maybe it's just time for you to just be comfortable mentally of where you are and mm-hmm. to survive mentally where you are before you can even go to those next steps. Let's just be good mentally yeah. first. <laughs> yeah. Okay, before yeah. we can talk about those next steps. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. What was something else I wanted to say? Oh, so let me see. Looking at these last two questions, I'm like, mm, which one should I go to? Okay, <laughs> so. Well, can I say something yeah. to the question that you just sure. asked? So I, I will, one of the things that like really transformed my sex life and like shout out to Ash for um, kind of mentoring me in this is praying for your sex life. 
Like okay. we pray about everything else. True. <laughs> True. Um, we spiritualize literally everything else. We need to pray for our sex lives too. Like pray that it's good. Like pray that you learn to enjoy. It. If you don't enjoy it, pray that you learn to enjoy it. Pray that you learn to crave it. Pray that you know you desire your husband and your husband desires you. If you're in a season in which that's not the case, pray that you know, you guys are on the right timing that you're not just missing each other in the night. Um, or, or that you're, when he desires it, you're not pray that your desires match at the same time and at the same level. Um, pray that, you know, if it is your, des- if you're at a place where you're like, I just need to feel desire, pray that God speaks to his heart in that way so that he can show his desire to you more or pray that he gives you the right words to communicate that to him and that that is what he, that's what you need in this season in order to be able to fulfill that need within your marriage. Um, And then also I I wanted to just point out um, another thing that really helped me and that um, we talk a lot about on the podcast is understanding God's purpose of of, of sex. Um, It's not just for him (laughs) is not just to, you know, to get him off and it's not just for orgasm. It's literally necessary for your marriage to keep you guys in close communion with one another and to keep you guys in a place to where you are um, being unselfish in in the most physical way of of selflessness and giving to your spouse. Um, That it, 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 I I use this um, Holy Spirit gave me this metaphor in one of our episodes is that sex is the lube, lube for your marriage. Like when things are starting to get rough and that things and you y'all just are not meshing well and it's getting a little painful up in there like that that probably means you need to have sex and like when your sex life is good your marriage is going to be y'all are going to be rough you know it's going to be feeling a lot better everything going to be feeling and moving and grooving a lot better um so um and ash always says too that sex is a thermometer for your marriage like Mm. um it's a it's it's very telling of a lot of different things and sometimes it's just us we just need to do it like on Alina's podcast one of the things I said is like just do it like just you know get out of your head for a minute and just do it (laughs) and you'll be surprised how free you feel afterwards (laughs) if y'all were arguing or you were irritated about something you're like oh man I was tripping right exactly all of that just falls off that is so true yeah and realizing too I know one of the big things that we always talk about as well is like questioning why you think about sex the way that you do to Teresa's point like yes you know, understanding mm-hmm. God's perspective of sex but then also questioning your own like deep-rooted biases against sex because um, a lot of times we think things that God mm. never said or feels and that yeah. aren't true and fact of the matter is it is very normal to have dry seasons in your sex life with your husband yeah it's mm-hmm. not yep. anything groundbreaking it doesn't mean that you're destined for divorce it doesn't mean that you're destined for an affair it happens sometimes sex is just sex it's not this like oh I want you so bad oh I gotta take my clothes off oh 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 no like sometimes it's just like hey we haven't had yeah. sex in a, in a couple weeks like we need to have sex like come on like come on what are we doing let's have sex you know sometimes it, it is that I mean sometimes for you you may have to schedule it they don't talk about that it's not sexy mm-hmm. in accordance to like movies and tv shows but you got to mm-hmm. do what you got to do to Teresa's point because you got to keep you got to keep it wet you got to keep that lubrication <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no, you got to, mm, right so I think relearning and like you know just going on this journey where you like evaluate why you think about sex and certain things like you know mindfulness like capturing the thought and realizing yeah. like okay this is what I'm thinking and then guiding it to where it's supposed to be and guiding you know guiding meditation as well so um I think that that helps with your sex life too i'm just look i'm so happy this is recorded i'm gonna go back and re-listen to this <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling this 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 was so good and again i i love how you guys um have been able to speak on these two topics together and merge them together because i'm 
like like again i'm sure so many people have felt them being like opposite sides of the rooms like two distant cousins mm-hmm. and um but now is really the time like we need to really talk about it in the church talk about it um in the home and i think some churches are kind of on board you kind of see more of like those marriage conferences they have like the singles conferences and stuff at at churches and stuff <laughs> again but um i really mm-hmm. think having the conversation about this and just putting it out there is so great which is why of course here um that we just have i feel like it's just simple conversations let's just talk about it let's just let's just get it out there yeah. let's just have that conversation well mm-hmm. thank you ladies so much we're gonna do this again this was good <laughs> <laughs> i really enjoyed you ladies being on here and thank you again for coming on here and just sharing um your experiences your knowledge your situations um and then um you know your revelations and getting over the hump and how god has also brought you guys through that um can you tell the ladies our mom friends on where they can find you guys Yes, we are on Instagram at Going Not Too Deep Podcast. Um, two two we o. also two two yes o. two <laughs> two T O O. Yeah, you'll have stitches. to kind of go back and, <laughs> and yeah. Thank you for that. Like, I did thank I you for that. Now, let me tell y'all because I sent an email. The first email I sent you only had one, and I was looking. I was like, why did it send this back to me? I didn't put the two O's in there. <laughs> We Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's like never. <laughs> <was> so <laughs> and now you just opened our eyes <laughs> to some new. <laughs> there are three different ways to spell too. We should probably <laughs> right. Yes. So I guess because you know we talk about like the name because we say the church just makes sex too deep sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that's we're not get, we're not getting too deep not on too about deep. it. So that's that's where it came from. Um. So yes, at going not too deep podcast on Instagram. Um. We our personal pages. Um. If you guys just kind of want to check us out, you can find us through there. But mine is at Latrice Marie W. Mine is better ash somebody <laughs> i love it <laughs> Better and ash. yes you can find us through the podcast page though that is awesome and obviously their podcast is on itunes are you guys um, anywhere else yeah we're pretty much everywhere that you can stream podcasts okay, um spotify okay. apple overcast iHeartRadio. Um, Come Google, on. Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Ooh. wherever you get your podcast, you should be able to find us. If not, they send us an there. email and mm-hmm. we'll fix that. Cause <laughs> right, <laughs> they said we trying to be at her, trying to be exposed. Come on, yes. trying to bring people together. Yes. Well, thank you, ladies, again for being on this um, podcast episode. Um, we are also going to have um, a free worksheet attached to this, um, just for you, ladies, kind of just going back at some of the context. So obviously you guys can download it um, and we just hope that this really helps you guys, not only just with um, your body confidence or your relationships, but really just in a sense, diving back into the word and really seeing what God really wants for us. Um, He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be satisfied. Okay. Um, But just really diving back into that. So thank you guys so much again, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.